All right. Well, welcome to New Thirst Addiction Ministries. Um, it's Wednesday, not Sunday, and so I apologize for not getting this out on Sundays. I'd originally said that I was going to try to get this put out on Sundays. Um, I own my own business as well as um, try to do this ministry, and I do it all by myself. So some days I'm working late. Sometimes I have weekend things that, that come up. Um, but here we are. I'm going to be faithful and continuing to put this out. Um, before I get started, I have ordered Bibles. As this ministry grows, I'm going to be putting um, putting these videos, I'm going to be sharing them on um, unbiased, if you will, social media platforms. TikTok is really hard for me to do because every time I say something that goes against somebody else's beliefs and they get, uh, they get offended by it, it gets flagged as hate speech. But I'm going to be posting these videos and content similar to, to this on um on Clapper, on Parlor, on Rumble, on YouTube. Follow our YouTube channel. Obviously, we're here. Um, I'm a, I have a Facebook group that I will put the link in the uh, description. Um, but anyway, where I went originally with this is I have ordered Bibles. I am going to be offering to ship Bibles, and I offer this in the first video. If you do not have a Bible, if you would like access to a Bible, even if you have access to something, you know, digital on your phone or a tablet or a computer or something like that, if you would like something in paper that you can carry with you and read, I am ordering Bibles and I am offering to ship them free of charge. So no, if you're just tuning in now for the first time, if you need a Bible, we can set you up with a way to find a Bible uh, electronically, digitally, and we will send you a paper Bible if that's, if you desire to have one um, free of charge. Um, I'm going to put links for Cash App and Venmo in the description of this video, and I'll go back and put them into the description of the first video. If you would like to donate to the ministry to uh, support the purchase and the shipping costs and, and such associated with these Bibles um, or this Bible shipping ministry, uh, feel free to let me know, contact me, get with me. Um, you know, shoot me an email. I'll, I'll put my email in there um, if you would like to donate in some other way. But you can send the money through Cash App and Venmo, and it will it will go to this ministry. All of the money that is used or that is received from donations will go to purchasing and shipping Bibles and uh, other ways to grow this ministry. Obviously, this is nonprofit. I'm not doing this for for the money. I'm doing this to try to help people um, in need that that want to come and find God and that are struggling with addictions or, you know, just struggling with life in general, that is my goal is to, is to help people. Um, and it's, it, it's not free to order these Bibles. They're not expensive, uh, but it costs about $3 each. It's probably more like uh, $3.25 each um, with shipping to order Bibles. Um, and they're not fancy Bibles, they're gift Bibles, they're paperback Bibles, the print's quite small, but uh, it's a way to get bulk Bibles that can be distributed very easily. Um, and so, like I said, if you're interested in supporting the ministry, I will put the, the uh, information in the uh, description of this video. You can donate, and it doesn't matter how much it is. It's a dollar helps, 50 cents helps. It, it, it's all, it's all going to go back into the ministry. I'll put that in there. If you feel led to do that, then there, there it is. If you need a Bible, contact me. I will make sure that you get a Bible. All right. So anyway, let's get started. Last week, we talked about um, this program. And if you haven't watched it, if you're joining us now for the first time, I encourage you to go back and watch the first video, Lesson 1. Um, it gives the steps for the one step. You know, repenting of sins, 
um, asking Jesus to come into your life, changing your lifestyle, whether it's the music that you watch, the TV that you watch, the people you hang around with, whatever it is that causes you to continuously follow this path, things need to be changed. Um, we go over all of that in the first video. Um, I don't remember if I said it now, but this is about a year long program um, at 30 minutes a lesson. Obviously, because there's not going to be any discussion, not yet. Um, if I were to do these on live, we would be able to have discussions. But without any in-person discussion, these lessons will be anywhere from about 15 to 30 minutes. All right. So we'll get started. This is lesson two of chapter one. Lesson two is addiction, a sin. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful and just, which means he will, and he will cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. And once we're cleansed from that unrighteousness, we're no longer the same person that we used to be. That doesn't mean that we're not going to sin. That might, doesn't mean that we might not you know, backslide, but we are no longer the same person. Out with the old, in with the new, if you would. All right, so what is an addiction? In today's world, um, we have many differing opinions concerning addiction and what an addiction is. But the most popular way of thinking uh, is that an addiction is a disease or that we're born this way. Well, that's kind of not biblical. <laughs> it's not kind of. It is absolutely not biblical because although we are born with a sin nature, God does not will that we fall into sin, but we have the free will to choose that. Um, there's other topics that we could get into, but we won't on, not in this lesson anyway. You can find those videos later. Romans 6, 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slaves from whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness? All right, addiction and sin definitions. An addiction is a habitual dependence on a substance or a practice that is beyond voluntary control. So this doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol or drugs. I mean, this can be um, caffeine. I'm <laughs> of one of the things that I still have an addiction to. It's caffeine. I I know <laughs> that it's I have to have it in the morning to function. And if I don't, I'm a cranky person. Um, but it can be anything. It could be uh, 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 pornography, sex money, doing everything in your power to get as much money and wealth as you can, um, even though it's just going to drag you down, the same as any other addiction. Uh, social media is a huge addiction. I know people, they, they, they walk around, they cannot put their phones down. I, you know, sometimes I find myself on my phone a lot too, and it's like, wow, I really need to get off of this thing and, and focus on something else. One of the things that people say is, I don't ever have time to read my Bible, but you had two hours to spend on Facebook, TikTok, or whatever other social media platform you were on today. You have plenty of time to read uh, your Bible. That's not an excuse. But it definitely can become an addiction. For some people, they're just so addicted to that seeing what's going on that it overcomes their lifestyle. And they don't necessarily have control over it. All right? Sin is the original translation of the word, or I'm sorry, the original translation of the word sin means to miss the mark. So the mark is perfection. And when we sin and we do something wrong, we're no longer perfect. So we miss the mark. We're missing God's very best for us. It's God's only wishes his very best for you and me. 
And when we sin, we miss that mark. So we have either God's way or man's way. Uh, God's warning of the philosophy of man comes in Colossians 2.8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. So beware that we're teaching you the basic principles of the world and not Christ, which is the way the world is these days. We will say that God doesn't exist. We will absolutely condemn people that believe in God to teach a way of man, which the way of man is death. There is nothing. If, if we are to follow our own standard, we can live our quote unquote best life now and be the best people we can be. But without God, None of it matters at the end. We still end up six feet under pushing daisies. And that's all there is to it. Follow the way of God and not the way of men. All right. Sorry about that. I had a work phone call and I forgot to put my phone on silent. And so it's very distracting. But I needed to answer it anyway because it was for work. Um, so anyway, I kind of forgot where I was at there. Um but we were talking about um, following the world versus man and how there's no hope. Uh, if all we're doing is the best that we can in this life, then what are we doing it for? What purpose do we even have in this world if we're doing it for man? Um, if all we're doing, all we're living our life for is to be buried, to be buried in the ground. That's, it serves no purpose. So anyway, continuing on 1 Corinthians 2.5. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. If we put our faith in man, we lose. Because men will let you down every single time. There's not a single time that man will come through 100% of the time and never once let you down. God will never let you down. It might seem like God let you down, but you have to remember too that God gives us free will. And so we make our own choices. Uh, he's going to let you do what you want to do. But he will always be there and come back or allow you to come back to him anytime. All right. Okay. When we believe the philosophy that addiction is a disease or that it's just the way we are, we minimize the need for personal responsibility. Well, I was just born this way. I, I can't help it. Well, you can help it. It's your choice to do that you have free will i spent mm, how many years over well close to 15 legal drinking years in the bottom of a bottle and um that was my responsibility all of the bad things that happened in my life during that time frame there were no one's responsibility but my own like th those were my actions i did those things and if uh if we don't take responsibility then i mean whose whose fault is it then if if it's not our own, nobody put the bottle in your hand. Nobody put the needle in the vein for you. Nobody put those pills in your mouth. Nobody let your web browser go to whatever name of pornography site it was. Nobody made you download Facebook. Uh, nobody made you buy a coffee maker. Those were all decisions that you made and that it's, it's your responsibility and your choice. Not to mention if addiction is a disease, if alcoholism in particular is a disease, or if drug addiction is a disease, uh, it's, I mean, alcohol addiction in particular, I guess, it's the only disease that you can walk into just about any grocery store and buy. It, it's 
it's it's a choice it's not a disease it's not cancerous it is a disease in the fact that it, or the sense that it will kill you or cause physical diseases one way or another it's going to kill you um but it's the only disease that you can walk in and buy off a shelf at a grocery store or convenience store so this philosophy also conveys hopelessness once an addict always an addict it's a disease so once you're an addict well you're always an addict and i'm not condemning or condoning uh or i'm sorry i'm not even condoning i'm not condemning uh alcoholics anonymous or narcotics anonymous they have helped a lot of people over the years overcome their addictions but you could be sober for 30 years and you walk into alcoholics anonymous and when you go to talk you say hi my name's rob and i'm an alcoholic after 30 years of sobriety um you're no longer an alcoholic if you're not drinking you're not an alcoholic so therefore it's not a disease it is something that takes over your life and it's psychological and it will get you but it's not a disease. You have the, the choice. For me, it was that I made the choice to turn into the parking lot at the liquor store every time. That was my choice and my decision, no one else's. So you have this philosophy of once an addict, always an addict, which is contrary to 1 John 1, 9, which is if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess, then we're cleansed. So you're not always that way. You're not that person. You become a new person you change you get filled with the holy spirit and your life changes the inside changes and what you do becomes uh an outward expression of an inward change true confession involves a commitment to not to continue to sin are you still going to consent uh still continue to sin even if you make that commitment absolutely i mean we're humans but the desire to sin will disappear now i have been like I said, struggling as an alcoholic, as someone who drank for 15 years, for just about half of my life. And I'm not even ashamed to say that, to bring it up, talk about it, because if it can help somebody else, give if it can help change their opinion of the way that they are, because they've been struggling for the same period of time or something like that, and then good. I hope it does help them. And I have backslidden plenty of times. I have never lost faith in God. But there were times that I didn't follow God. And so even though I would sit there and tell myself, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You're not going to do this. We're following God today. We're not going to do this. We're following God today. There was some little thing in me that was still turned into the liquor store that I would still find myself having that desire. And you're always going to have the desire because the, the temptation is always there. Uh, God will never put you into temptation, but the temptation will be there. But God, the temptation you do have, God will help you find a way out of. There's always a way out. We never have to go through with it. So the decision to continue through with the temptation to follow through and and use or do whatever the case, whatever it is again, um, whatever your addiction is, that's your decision. But our desire to do it once you have truly accepted God should change. It should lessen. Like I do I still get tempted? Yes. And have I fallen? Yes. But my desire to do it is not there. But I do give in. I have not do have given in to the temptation. And on more than one occasion. And I find that it's when I quit going to church, when I try to do things on my own, when I quit praying, reading my Bible, doing daily devotionals, going to church, and start listening to the wrong kind of music, start going back into the world, that's when I fall off. And that's when I go back. 
Otherwise, I don't have the desire to do it. If I'm staying in God's word and fo uh, uh, focused on God, I don't have a desire to sin anymore. I, I don't have that desire to continue in my addiction. So, it's not genuine if we're planning on committing the sin again. Our commitment, our confession is not genuine if we're planning on committing the sin again. So you cannot say that like, you know, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. And this whole entire time that you're saying this, you have the whole intent of, you know, me making this video. The whole entire time I'm, I'm telling you about this, but when I'm done with it, I have the intent of going out to the, to the liquor store. That's not a true confession. Um, with the intent of doing it again, will you do it again? There's a very good chance that you will, because I know a lot of people that have, and we live in a sinful fallen world and it's very easy to fall into sin. But if you have the plan, the intention of committing the sins again, it's not a true confession. When we are sincere, God is faithful to cleanse us of this sin and take us from it. Again, it doesn't mean that the temptation doesn't come up. We have free will, but there's always a way out. God is faithful to eliminate your addiction when you truly confess it to him. So, we're to the one step. Our one step is to come to Jesus and to admit our addictions. You must realize, I must realize, that I'm a sinner by nature. I was born into a sinful fallen world, and so by nature, we tend to sin. It's easy to, when you get caught in a lie, to, to or when you get caught doing something that you're not supposed to do, to lie about it. It's easier to do wrong sometimes than it is to do right. But 1 John 1, 8 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We always have sin. There is always sin. Even once you're a Christian, there is always going to be a time that comes up where you have a thought. You don't act on a thought, but you have a thought. Maybe you think something about a person or in one way or another, whether it's uh, in an idolatrous way, in a covetous way, in a lustful, adulterous way, you might have that thought, but it's still a sin. Even if you didn't act on it, it's still a sin. Before God can help us, we must admit that we need help. He's not just going to take things away without us admitting that we need the help. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, the one man was um, Adam, and death through sin, so we died because of sin. We were no longer perfect with, you know, eternal lives. Death entered the world, and that was a physical and a spiritual death. And that death spread to all men because all have sinned. We've all sinned, so we all are we're dead in the flesh. Because of Adam's sin, we inherited sin as a nature, and this caused death to spread to all men, both spiritual and physical. First John 2 uh, verses 1 through 2 say, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, and that advocate is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Jesus Christ is the only advocate that we have for our sins. His death on the cross is the only reason that we could ever have uh, a spiritual life because we're dead spiritually without that there's no works that we can do that make us perfect it doesn't matter how hard we try there are no works that make us perfect we need that death of jesus and that propitiation for our sins so it only took one man to make it wrong 
and it only takes one man to make it right. Sin and death spread through Adam, but forgiveness and life spread through Christ. When Christ took the propitiation for sins, it means that he took the blame. In him we are forgiven and purified. No one is beyond forgiveness. It doesn't matter what you have done in your life. Um, I believe it's uh, John 23. I was looking at this. I can't remember if it's John 22 or 23. It gives an account of um, Jesus' death on the cross. There's two criminals that are being crucified, one on each side of Jesus. One of the criminals mocks Jesus. He's dying. He's sitting there dying, and he mocks him. Oh, well, if you're the Christ, why don't you come down off that cross and save yourself? The other said, remember me. And Jesus told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. Just because of that faith that he had. He was condemned to die. And in that moment, he had the faith in God, in Jesus, that he could be saved. And he was saved. It happened that way. So it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Whether you have um, stolen, lied, or up to and including committing murder multiple times. That does. There's no sin that Jesus can't forgive you for. Not a single one. No one is beyond forgiveness. Receive Christ's forgiveness and commit your life to him. And when you commit your life to Jesus, you have his forgiveness. It doesn't mean things that are going to get easier, but he will always be there and lead you through any tough times that you may have. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9-10 through 10. In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. 1 John chapter 3, verses 4. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Without the law, we would not have known sin. And if you were to read the Old Testament, you would find out that there are 613 laws, and they just kept adding laws to try to help them be able to follow the original laws that they couldn't follow. This, the law brought us to know sin. Without the law, we wouldn't know sin, because we wouldn't know what the difference between right and wrong was. And so that sin, when we break it, that is lawlessness. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Revelations, uh, Revelation chapter 20 verses 11 through 15 Then I saw a great white throne, and in him and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the, the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead and who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. James chapter 1 verses 13 through 15. 
Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But to each one is tempted when he is drawn away from his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. God doesn't tempt us, but the temptation is there, and then we let it grow into sin. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I used to make a joke that my truck was pre-programmed to turn into the liquor store. I don't have to drive by the liquor store. There are other roads that go home and is not the only road that gets to my house. The one by the liquor store, there is always a way of escape. And instead of turning right into the parking lot, I could have turned left and taken another road, but that was my decision. He gave me a way out every single time, but I didn't follow the way out, and I gave in to the sin. And that sin brings forth death without Christ. So there is no better time than right now to begin your relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't matter if the bottle is in your hand, the needle is in your arm, you're sitting here on your phone right now looking at that website that you shouldn't be looking at. This is the time because if we're not guaranteed even this next minute, we're not guaranteed that I'm going to finish making this video before Jesus comes back. We're definitely not guaranteed tomorrow or next week. So do it now. Begin your relationship with Jesus. Now is the time to sincerely pray and ask Jesus for your help with your addiction. This is the first step in the one step in building your relationship with Jesus. But prayer opens that door, that communication to allow God to show you things in your life. God will speak to you. He speaks to you through his word, but you speaking to Jesus and asking him for forgiveness and to come into your life and to fill you with the Holy Spirit is the only way that he will do it. He's not going to force you into it. You have to make the decision to do so. Building your relationship with Jesus will help you abstain from sinning. It doesn't make you perfect. You will still sin, but it will help you to abstain it. And the closer you get to God, the further you will get from sin. Okay, well, this concludes lesson two of chapter one. Um, join us, Calvary Chapel Dimming, on Sundays at 10 a.m., Wednesdays at 7 p.m., Fridays at 7 p.m. You can find us on uh, the internet, calvarychapeldimming.com. You can find us on Facebook and watch us live if you're not local. Um, uh, if you need to request a Bible, if you need to request prayer, um, or just talk to someone, the link to Calvary Chapel Dimming is, uh, to the email is uh, on this slide, calvarychapeldimming1 at gmail.com. I will put um, links to the Sober Christian email, to the Venmo, to the Cash App. Uh, if you would like to donate, uh, the email will be there. If you would like to uh, request a Bible or uh, just have someone to talk to, and I will also post links to the Facebook groups. Um, the, the content that will be on, uh, the other social media platforms such as rumble and parlor, it's pretty much going to be everything that I put on here, but I will put links to those in the description as well. 
Um, so that being said, we're going to wrap this one up. I will be putting other content out through the week, other Bible studies as I read through the Bible, as things come up in my daily life that it's like, hey, this is something that maybe I feel like I should share. If I feel led to share it, I will be putting it out there in smaller Bible study lessons. I hope everyone finds this uh, useful and helpful. If you know someone that's struggling with addiction, I encourage you to help them, help them bring them to this, this uh, channel walk them through this process. I know that there are way more addiction programs out there. We can help you find an addiction program in a community near you if you need help finding that. There are ways, there's multiple ways that we can help you find uh, freedom from your addiction, uh, find trust and faith in Jesus Christ that he can save you and uh, help you abstain from, from your addiction or whatever sin it may be that you have and that you can change your life. So with that being said, um, Pay attention for other content throughout the week, and we'll see you back here on Sunday, and I will set up another video. Have a blessed day.